Welcome, everyone, to the final, the last, the never again being reviewed, Souls Review of Elden Ring here on the Here's Johnny podcast. I am your very happy, relieved, and ready to take a good night's sleep host, Larry. Uh, and I'm your other host, Justin. It's not going to be the last one, but the last one for a very long time. <laughs> it's going to be the last one. We'll talk about it in the review. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because there, there is something... There's just something I think we will have a very good discussion on when we get to that part of the review. Okay. All right. That's, that's fair. fine. Yeah. But yeah. This is Elden Ring, guys. Uh, the, the game that's been just crushing records and crushing streaming and just TikTok. It's just everywhere. Um, I'm very excited to review it. Uh, I am excited to see where it falls. I have the other three Souls games that we have played on this podcast here in front of me. So we'll have the final rankings of the ones we've played so far. But all of that is to come later. Yes. First, couple of cleanup items. Um, thank you again to Rachel and Mar for joining us last week to ending the Scream stuff. Absolutely. That was a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the Mad Libs. Um, for everybody who's listening to this on Monday or even on Sunday, if you head on over to their Patreon, Justin and I are actually joining them on Saturday for a little trivia night, uh, patron-only special. So if you are intrigued to hear he and I Go over there and battle in feminist trivia. <laughs> Their Patreon is the place to go. Yeah, that's going to be... Uh, I don't do good in trivia, so... And we aren't on a team either, so I can't... We can't work no, together. No, I, I, I can't, uh, as you say, get the hard carry. <laughs> the hard carry, which will be talked about later on in this review, I promise. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's all of the note-keeping I have. Are there any other, like... Uh... Yeah. Oh, um, yes. I obviously we've heard that there's going to be a Scream Six next March. Yeah, you you mentioned that during the review yeah. last week. And mm-hmm. did you see what they have said about it? They are going to break all expectations or break the formula it's a, or something. It's a basically. Uh, what do they? Oh my! What do they say? Basically, they're risking it all in the next one. So they're going to kill Sydney. Yeah. Hopefully, they recast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what's been new with you, Justin? Uh, honestly, it, well, I'm so fucking work has been so busy this week. Uh, uh-huh. I honestly haven't been doing much. I played some more Elden Ring. Um, I <laughs> redownloaded uh, redownloaded Dark Souls One Remaster on the Switch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, played a little bit of Phasmophobia, mm-hmm. and honestly, that's it. Oh, I watched uh, Bedeviled. Uh, it's a Korean. Thriller. I, devil is. I haven't seen it, but I know what it is. Yeah, I uh, I'm joining Rachel for tomorrow uh, on last. You're doing Friday. that in revenge. Yes. What an interesting pairing. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, they weirdly fit together really well. I, I like I've seen. I am excited to listen to that review. That is an interesting combination. <laughs> like I've seen Bedeviled before. I I was the one who actually suggested it. Um, I figured if revenge was on the docket, I figured you probably picked the other pairing. I actually bedeviled was picked first. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. I, I, well, so that was what we were gonna do last time uh, in the lost episode, uh, but you know, phasmophobia uh, shall reign supreme. Um, what else did I do? Um, I've obviously watched half of Revenge uh, as of right now. I gotta watch the other half tomorrow. Um, I'm excited for your reaction to the end of that film. I'm excited because that's all people talk about, and I'm worried that yeah. it's getting overhyped now no uh, it was one of the most insane 
you're gonna like it. I know okay. you well enough to know you're gonna like it. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, I'm not trying to go to the film, but I do know you're gonna like the end. It's been interesting so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I, oh, I started watching Superstore. It's basically The Office, but set in a Walmart. There you go. <laughs> um, it's surprisingly really funny. Um, okay. But I, uh, but I do think you had to have worked retail to like get half oh, of the jokes. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really it for me. What about you? Mine is just as boring, brother. Uh, I finished up MasterChef Season of Legends. Congrats to the winner, Kelsey. Uh, I started another cooking show. It's called Next Level Chef. It's uh, pretty cringy. There's like three levels to this arena, and like the bottom one's really shitty, the middle one's average, and the top one's like pristine. And there's three teams. I'm watching it because Gordon Ramsay's on it. It's it's fine. It's so. Are you gonna watch that? Like, is it cake show? I want to. It's on my. I saw on Netflix. I want to watch it. Watch it too. (laughs) Yeah, I cooking shows and home improvement shows. If I'm in the right mood, I can just devour the living shit out of them. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. I watched one episode. I there's a there's a reason why I've had very little progress on anything substantial. Uh, movies. I watched the film The Cotton Club for the Nick Cage podcast. I actually just re- edited that episode today. Um, I think it's coming out either Friday or Monday for their feed. I think it's Monday, right? It's Monday. I don't know. The, I think it's she Monday. she slots the episode in whenever she needs to put it in. So I don't I don't know whenever it happens. I okay. just give it to her as soon as I can. So I don't know. Games, Elden Ring. That is the reason why so little other things got done. Um, clocked just shy of 60 hours. If you want to follow my gaming adventures, you can look at my profile on how long to beat. I'm clocking all my times and stuff on there. So, Oh, should I turn my Elden Ring on to see how long it took me to beat it? I'm curious. Well, because you... Did you start New Game Plus already? No. No, I'm just okay. fucking around and like... All right, I'll, I'll, I'll pull up by how long to beat. We can talk about the actual times then in the review. Okay. I downloaded Chocobo, Chocobo GP Lite um, because I'm not sure if anybody has already talked about it, but Chocobo Racing is like one of my most favorite PS1 games. I had a, my cousin, I remember this so... Sorry, good. I was hooking up my PS4. Very good. I remember this so specifically. My cousin... Right after my grandma passed away, so I was like in second or third grade, he came up and he had this game, Chocobo Racing. Um, and he stayed for a week after the funeral. Mm-hmm. And that's all he and I did. I the thing is like back then, I didn't even know it was a Final Fantasy game. I haven't played I hadn't played a Final Fantasy yet. It was just a really fun, cute racing game. Um, at some point when Justin has a little bit more downtime because he uh, has been doing so much with his other projects and everything i, I want to do a review of that and post it um and just do like a patreon review of it i will just... get the light one the free-to-play one no 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 the ps1 one. Oh, okay because that's what i was saying i downloaded the light one there is only the tutorial story mission there's nothing else it's cute it's fun like i think i would like it but i'm not paying 50 bucks for it i'm yeah. not getting into that microtransaction shit like I'm literally only playing it for the story, and I'm not paying fifty dollars for that. Yeah, I'll definitely play the like original one. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. At some point, I would love to review that with you because it's it's just one of my favorites. Sorry, just I'm just really getting I'm, I'm getting like everything going here. So no, you're good. You're you are Justin. You are totally fine. Hum. 
sorry, I my page. I pull up my how long to beat, so I have my, I have my exact time in front of me. Uh, books, a little bit more Return of the King. Almost finished with that Builders book. Uh, the other big thing is school. I took four quizzes today. Submitted a project today. Took some more notes. Uh, I want to say another shout out. I did this on the Nick Cage podcast, but I want to do it again. My wife this past Sunday saved my ass. I woke up at like 6.30 on Sunday to do this Excel project, and I thought I was going to have it because usually you can find how, how to work problems on YouTube. YouTube has been yeah. my savior throughout my MBA program so far. It has been just amazing, and I couldn't find it, and I went and woke her up at 11, and I was like, Dev, like, her only day off because she's in tax season, right? I was like, I, I hate to do this to you, but I need you. And she came in and she did. She helped me with it. We figured it out. We submitted it, and I got seven hundred out of seven hundred on the first project. Oh so, fuck, that's awesome! Shout out to my wife. She is smarter than me, and she doesn't listen to the podcast very often, so I can say that and not have to get grief or hear about it. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I, go. I'll make sure to cut that out and uh, send, send it, it to her. her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Justin, I don't think we should wait any longer. Are you ready to do this? Um, yeah, sorry, I'm just writing down the time that I have to cut that out and send oh. it to her on Discord. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and as soon as you are ready, boss, let's review Elden Ring. Sorry. Pretty much the journey for Elden Ring began back with Dark Souls 1. We knew this was coming. Justin had been pushing for Souls games for a while. It fit well with Kaiju. And Justin knows that if there is a way to get me to do things, it is, well, if we're going to play one, we got to. I mean, really, we should have played that Dark just, Souls 2. That, that tickles the OCD part of my brain. Um, if you've listened to any of these reviews so far, it has probably become apparent that these are not my cup of tea. So I'm excited to discuss and see where Elden Ring falls in that. Before all that, the background and summary are coming from your host with the most, Justin. So the floor is yours, sir. Tell me about the background of this game. Sure thing. Um, I will say my 60 seconds is more than 60 seconds, but there's a reason. Yeah. Um, okay, so the background for this that I totally didn't just pull up now because I completely forgot is uh, <laughs> uh, Elden Ring is an action role-playing game developed by From Software and published by Bandai Namco Entertainment. Uh, the game was directed by... Uh, Miyazaki, who is basically the guy behind all the Souls games. Well, he's like the main name, obviously. There's like a ton of people behind it. Um, but it was made in collaboration with George R.R. R. Martin. Uh, he basically wrote the lore to this game. Um, <clears throat> it was released on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S on February 25th, 2022. Hey, less hey, than I a month. Hey, I beat it in less than a month. Yeah. I didn't start it until... Well, well, a week and a half. So I, I think we need to talk about it. this. Originally, was two weeks from now, if not three. Yeah, yeah. 
and we, uh, yeah. I mean, I had already, I mean, <laughs> I, I was basically at the end for a very long time. So. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Elden Ring uh, was announced at E3 2019, and then... Oh, wow, that's only two, less than like two years, or just over two years then. Yeah, uh, no further information, though, was uh, revealed until June 2021, which actually led a lot of people to think like, because okay, usually... Steven kept telling me that it was dead. Yeah, people kept thinking it was dead. Um, so obviously the world building was done by George R. R. Martin, known for the Song of Ice and Fire novels, a.k.a. Game of Thrones. Um, Miyazaki contacted him with an offer to work together on a project, giving him complete creative freedom to write the overarching backstory for the game's universe. Uh, Miyazaki used his con- con- contributions as the foundation of the game's narrative comparing the process of that and using a, a, a dungeon master's handbook okay yeah and I, I don't know i thought that was really cool uh work began on elden ring in early 2017 just after the dlc for uh dark souls 3 came out okay uh unlike many open world games uh Elden Ring doesn't really feature like populated towns, and uh, maybe the only one that does that is what Dark Souls Two. Because well, I remember watching you play it. Yeah, and even that was. I don't want to play Dark well, Souls Two. Well, I remember watching I mean, the, oh, man, that we, first. We are gonna have to at some point in time because now it's no. bothering me. Um, nope. <laughs> anyways, uh, Miyazaki uh, cited uh, Shadow of the Colossus as a huge influence to him. And uh, also, uh, surprisingly, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah. Actually, it's, that's going to be a, probably a reference point for me going forward. Yeah. Um, so that's really it for the background so far, just because it just came out. Usually these things take years for all the like this super crazy information to come out. Mm-hmm. But within 17 days of its release, Elden Ring sold 12 million copies that's a lot, correct? Uh, it is one of the fastest-selling open-world games of all time. It has sold more than Grand Theft Auto 4, Skyrim, The Witcher 3, and Breath of the Wild. Those are all within, like, that same time period. Okay. Um, it actually makes it closer to, like, what, GTA 5 and Red Dead 2 and Cyberpunk sold. Um, Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, Cyberpunk. Um, I, I had it pulled up, but I can't find it. Uh, I don't know. I must have closed it or something, but uh, it took, I believe it was four months or a year for Dark Souls 3 to sell 4 million copies. And this has already sold 12 million in a ridiculously short amount of time. Insane. Yeah, absolutely insane. Uh, that's really it for background. Uh, like I mentioned, my... Should I even do a timer then? Uh, no. No, I just had to... It's very long. <laughs> I watched two YouTube videos today. I have pared it down to a point, and then basically, well, from the Erd tree on, I kind of let sure. it run wild a little bit, so... Uh... Well, I'm excited to hear your retelling of it, uh, and then we'll get into the review proper. So, sir, the floor is yours. Tell me the tale. Okay, so I'm just lining everything up here. And here we go. 
as the tarnished one of the exiles called back, uh, as the tarnished one, one of the exiles called back to the lands in between in hope of fixing the Elden Ring and becoming the next Elden Lord, Melina, who asks you to bring her to the Erd Tree to fulfill her purpose, uh, she also tasks you or takes you to the Round Table Hold, which is basically like your Firelink Shrine, and then you are set on your quest to get like the, the last great runes and face the Erd Tree. Uh, the last known great rune holders are Godric the Grafted, General Radon, uh, Rikard, Margot, Margot, sorry, uh, Melina the Blade, and Renalia of the Full Moon. Uh, basically, you take them down uh, and you make it to the base of the tree, but it's locked by vines. Uh, Melina then arrives and tells you to basically find the fire to burn it. Uh, you do, and then the Finger Gods get imprisoned. Now, as you go back to the Erd Tree, you have six ending options um, that we know of apparently there might be more yes apparently there might be up to like 12 uh, upon obtaining the flame of ruin uh, if the tarnished did not free the three fingers then Malina will take the flame and sacrifice herself to set the Erd tree on fire if you freed the free thing the three fingers then Malina will abandon the tarnished forcing them to use their own power to set the Erd tree on fire regardless uh, the Tarnish then proceeds to the Erd Tree where they battle the the fellow Tarnish warrior uh, Gideon, the All Knowing, who is the guy at the Round Table Hold at the book uh, in the AKA library. Scrub. Yeah. <laughs> um, as well as uh, the first Elden Lord Godfrey to gain access to the interior of the Erd Tree. Ralu. <laughs> Inside, they fight the uh, the reanimated re- remains of Queen Marika's. I f- never know how to say that Marika. word. Marika's consort Ragadon. As well as the Ooh, godlike, so consort or so basically the other he is, person. He is like they are the same. They the are king. one and the same. He is basically the king of. Well, yeah, they are one and the same. I found that out through my mm. videos. That's why they look. That's why they have that switch. They're the same person. Or is that just the theory going right now? A game theory. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Um, Sorry. Continue. No, that's okay. Um, and then, as well as the Elden Beast, who apparently is like the like the will of everybody. Um, upon vanquishing, aka evil ass Nessie. <laughs> upon vanquishing both foes, the ty- the tarnished finally gains access to uh, the shattered corpse of Queen. That name that you said, America, America. Uh, you know, like Murica. Okay, fair enough. I can do it now. <laughs> Uh, which contains the uh, the remains of the Elden Ring. Depending on the Tarnished's actions throughout the game, six different endings are possible, possibly more, ranging from the Tarnished becoming the Elden Lord in some form, allowing Merica to be usurped by Ra- uh, Rani the Witch, to using the Frenzied Flame to destroy the Erd Tree in the lands between. That's basically what and I have. the Dung Eater. I didn't do the dung eater thing, so I didn't see that. <laughs> I almost did the dung eater. Oh, I, but I didn't because I had Rannies and I screwed it up because that's. I I save I save scum to get the three uh, trophy ones, which are basically like the normal ending, which is you fix you become the Elden Lord, yeah, basically fractured, yeah, and, and like time you're basically in a time loop. <laughs> um, and then I did the the Romu right. one where she takes over, which and it's like the up. time so of the stars and all that stuff. Yeah, and then the other one where everything just dies. Such a bummer! I messed that up. Okay, so Justin, yes. What was your time to beat for Elden Ring? It was like, I already <laughs> closed it. Uh, it was like 72 hours. All right. Mine was 51.38. Yeah. I did a, me, me did lots of exploring. <laughs> yes. So before we get into like the proper review format, like how we normally do it, I would okay. first kind of just like to 
talk about this game if that's cool with you yeah whatever um why don't you tell me what your kind of initial impression your first couple hours in the game was like um i was i was very impressed um Mm -hmm. As some people might know, I woke up at six o'clock in the morning and started mm-hmm. streaming, and I went until six o'clock at night. Um, so, I mean, that's the first time I've played that long in a very, very long time. Um, I was hooked, man. Like, I think I put over the course of the first 72 hours, I think I put something like 30 hours into it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm going to be honest, like, that held throughout the entire thing. Um, just like there's like a well, I mean, obviously we'll get into it, but like the, the wild, uh, like I'm going to save most of it for the review actually. Uh, but fine. yeah, but uh, honestly I was very impressed and gobsmacked basically. Like it was, uh, I was, I knew it was going to be something special. I didn't realize how special it was going to be. Yeah. I will also say the majority of those kind of comments for the review proper. I think that's where they should go. Yeah. But I do want to say I waited till after doing the day one raid. Yep. And obviously, I just have a guy, I have a guy mentioned, I'm just kind of burnt out on Destiny. So I sat down, knew I had to beat this, I knew you weren't putting any real pressure on me. And um, I found a video online that basically outlined how. I could find this weapon without battling anybody. I could BOP. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, you got to do it your way. Strategy, similar to Dark Souls 3. Because as soon as in Dark Souls 3, as soon as I got the Twin Blades, I, got, I was fine. Yeah. Like, I got help from you and Steven to, to wrap it things up, but I was beating bosses by myself. Yeah. Um. So I did that. And the first night I played it was a, was a Friday. I sat down at like after work, so like two, three o'clock in the afternoon, and I played until seven a.m. the next day. Yeah, dude, this it like you lose time playing this game. I didn't fight a boss until like because I, I fought Margot with you or Margate with you. Yes, and that was that night. Okay, yes, yes. And then I just went. Because what I did was I found a way before watching a speed run that I could skip the market fight. I was like, well, fuck this. Like, I'm not going to fight it. And you're like, well, you're going to miss a cool thing afterwards. So, like, okay, whatever. I'll go do it. You helped me. We got it. This game is something. And we'll talk about it in the review. But uh, I will say for me personally, there was a point when I re-remembered why souls games aren't my cup of tea but we'll save that for the review proper okay um let's talk plot what was your thought of the plot of this game i mean honestly it is throughout this entire series we've always we've said you know to a varying degree the plot is very good you know, you have to, you do have to like look in these odd corners and read item descriptions and all that. And while that is still here, for I, sure, I think that this is the most complete front-facing story that they have told. Not only that, it is the first time in this is our, my personally my fourth Souls game. Yeah where the amount of story they give me as I am playing 
makes me want to read the item descriptions makes me want to explore makes me want to kind of figure out what's going on yeah none of the other games did that and i think it's because they leave you differently than in the previous ones where there's no breadcrumbs there are cutscenes. there are conversations with characters like i was doing like i was following ranny's side quest which i'm still pissed i i don't i, I honestly don't know how i fucked it up I got the blade. I delivered the the ring. I saw her body at the tree. Like I did all that. I, I don't I know how I think you it up. just have to go back to her tower. That was it. Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but like, what, 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 yeah. what I'm saying is, is like, sim- differently. I didn't. I only did any NPC quests and any other ones. I almost found all of the dung eater stuff. Like I see. I'm I'm the complete opposite. This time in the past um, Souls games, I've never really cared about doing the npc stuff but because they are for the most part a lot of them are so far out of the way mm-hmm. whereas this they are just off the beaten path and i mean like just off the beaten path yeah i ended up doing i think 90 percent of them i think there's one person's quest i didn't do because i, I added just, more in the last patch oh yeah i didn't do jar barin or whatever um because i was already past way past that point but uh mm-hmm. but i mean yeah i did 90% of the NPC quests just because I was like I was genuinely and I mean I still am invested in this world and in this story and I think it's I I think it's also the most interesting story they've tried to tell. Well not only that but like in the other Souls games like you fight all these very interesting beasts or like like Vort or the Dancer or whatever the hell in 3 like, like you fight these things that are visually interesting right? But not since Dark Souls 1 have we, like, known what they stood for. Like, Dark Souls 1, that first cutscene basically tells you what you're doing, right? Yeah. Dark Souls 3 doesn't do it that well. Blood, Bloodborne, which we talked about last time, really doesn't, which was a huge bummer because of the Lovecraftian shit. Mm-hmm. This one, like, you know who you're fighting. You know why you're fighting them. And you find out background to them. And you get some really cool cutscenes. Like, like, and that, to me, is such a breath of fresh air. There is still stuff hidden in menus, but not. I, I I want to read them. Like when I killed what's his face Gideon, I wanted to read his armor description because it described what he was trying to do. Like it it it, it, it I don't know. Like it was. Well, not only that, but like, it is also the first one where you don't have to read that stuff to understand what's going on. Yeah, it it's, gives it's flavor. I see on the cake. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I think the story is great. Um, I don't know if I will play it again, which we'll, we'll probably talk about at the end, but I am curious to know more. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely... I. That's interesting. I, I would don't... play a sequel. Like, I would want to see the story continue. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I know that there's been, like, talks about, like, DLC and stuff. Because, like, Ronnie and Melina, like, I think there's a really interesting conversation we have between those two characters and, like, their relation as sisters and stuff, or half-sisters. And Well, I think even, I, be- I think it's Dung Eater and uh, Milani who, like, took his, it basically has his great rune. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much interesting stuff that's behind, obviously, items and stuff. Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, it's not, like... I, the way I would put it is in the last Souls games and that includes Bloodborne 
there are these light breadcrumbs. Yes. And here it's like they're cookie crumbs. You want them. They're like so sweet and delicious. I would and say I, they're like brownie bites. Yeah. You just, you, everything, every NPC, every boss, every time you go back to the round table, hold like, it's all interesting and yeah you go around talking to everybody i totally yeah. agree like it is yeah. it's crazy because the game i thought i would want to to dive the most into the story was bloodborne i like lovecraft i like yeah. all that shit but that was the story i liked the least because it gave you the smallest amount and so when that twist happened it's like okay like i'm i love my lovecraft but like what are we doing here you yeah. know yeah um that isn't to say this is the best told story. I just think it is the best told story we have gotten, or at least in my opinion, that we have gotten from a Miyazaki game. I think... Uh... <laughs> you have played enough JRPGs that you, you, you can't say this is the best told story. It's very good for a Souls game, but it is not up there with like The Last of Us 1 or 2. That's fair. I just, I think... It's not. It's just not. Well... It's not. See, but I love me, like, that, like, sword and shield high fantasy bullshit. I love it. Well, and I, I totally get it, but, like, Resident Evil Village. I gave it a perfect score. I'm a simp for the Resident Evil. That's fine. But you also gave that an 8. Mm-hmm. The story told Resident Evil Village is a better told story than the way this story uh, I don't know man I I okay. enjoy if I had to choose between like I guess like <laughs> reliving the story of those two games uh-huh. I, w- I would pick Elden Ring personally interesting I may have put in my disc Resident Evil Village to go finish that platinum yeah. today <laughs> I would not do that but I might I the platinum for Elden Ring is very achievable so I might actually try and get it <laughs> alright so for plot I gave it a seven and a half, which is the highest score I've given him a plot in a Souls game. I give it a ten. I absolutely love this game. I think you I... are allowed your opinion. I think that is high, but that's fine. Hey, we all have our Blair Witches, right? <laughs> I, I know. Okay. I okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting spicy with Rachel, so I can't, I got to rein it in a little bit there. <laughs> all right, gameplay. Yes, this will be a section where I don't fight you on. I hate Souls games. Yep. I it is not my cup of tea. I don't like the brutality. I don't like the unfairness. Uh, quick little side note: the video I watched about how to become OP early and cruise through the game uh, fucked me royally because the last like five bosses are like holy resistant, immune to holy. <laughs> yes. So I had the winged scythe plus ten with my plus 10 mimic thinking I was big dick energy and then nothing. Uh, so that was it. But the first 30 hours of this game felt like breath of the wild. There was probably an eight hour stretch where I fought bosses if I came across them, but I was, I had a good build. I was doing work, but it was more exploring. I truly, truly forgot. I was in a souls game, figuring out how to level up weapons super intuitive nothing to upgrade your armor because in the other games it didn't matter if you did it and so this one they didn't give you the option to do it yeah was able to figure out how to level up my items when exploring i unlocked all the areas of the world like i unlocked the underground like i even fought bosses before justin got to bosses like i was in i was truly enjoying it 
The other big thing I want to say is the last 20 hours, right? Where it turned into a Souls game where I started getting dick stomped. Okay, yes. There is a subreddit called Beyond the Fog. <laughs> yep. And you can go on there and say, I need help with this boss, and people will come help you. Um, I am not good at these games. They are not my cup of tea. People came in and fight boss with me like 20 times to help get the beat. Yeah, and well, like, I mean, I know this... even like the one night that we were doing the final boss, I, yeah. we tried it 10 times. We still didn't mm-hmm. get it, but that other guy just kept coming in with Without us. Without even talking to us. He just yeah. did it. He was just there. Yeah. And to me, that's really cool. Like, again, this is not my cup of tea. Like, I was so moved by the kindness of it. I hit a brick wall with Elden Beast um, the first night I got to it. <laughs> the second night, me and Justin couldn't do it. And the third night, I finally beat it. But I decided I wanted to pay it back. So I was looking for people in the in the subreddit who were really low level and asking for help. And so yeah. I came in and helped it. And I helped someone beat, like, six different bosses. And... It felt good. Like, I'm not the best at this game. I'm never going to claim to be that. That is just not me. It's just not my kind of game. Yeah. But this one had a... I'm not sure because it was new or, like, maybe the get good bastards are being drowned out because with 12 million copies sold, like, that's a lot of other people getting involved in it. It was just really nice. It was really nice. Unfortunately, the get good bastards are... They're, like, the vocal part of it, which sucks because they are still there but there's a lot more people who are voicing like like me i don't care like you have well, to even play chris, it how like, you have chris, to play it. like we're, we have a review from him like chris gives people shit but chris has never said a word like the only people i've heard any criticism from are like people who haven't even like beaten the souls game it's just yeah. like it's just crazy it's like well i would never summon like what do you talk about like i want to beat the game i want to yeah. beat the game like i don't care this isn't my this is not my jam i am playing because justin wants to play it but the gameplay of this game, it, I have nothing negative to say. It's astounding. You, you lose yourself. The horse, the horse mechanic is fine. I didn't battle on it, but like, I, I never battled on it, so I really can't talk about it. That's actually how I beat the fire giant. Is I just oh, stayed really? on my horse and just like kept behind him and like swinging away. I had someone come in who laser beamed him to death. <laughs> that seemed to be a lot of how you beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if oh, I were shit. to replay it, I think I would figure out the best way to maximize that comet build. Although I sent you a YouTube video. Did you see what I sent you? Oh yeah, the like only using the summon ashes. I didn't get all the way through it. But... Yeah, he beat the whole he beat the whole game with only summon ashes. That's fucking that's wild. Literally never damaged anything. That's insane. That is insane. It was it was and he's the video is really funny. I highly recommend watching it. But but no, I you can play to your game style. And the other cool thing, too, that wasn't present in the other Souls games, and if I knew better, because, again, I only started playing, like, a week into it. There are so many customized builds, and there was a patch that kind of changed things up. You can go in straight magic. Maybe a glass cannon, but you can go in straight magic and yep. melt bosses. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the first time, because the other way I understood, at least, in Dark Souls 1 and 3 and even Bloodborne, like, magic was always not that good but in this one like so i know magic in dark souls i think it was either one or three is like super op like it's super broken yes and then the other one they went the other way with it okay i guess i never even used magic this is the first i don't need to look at i used magic you can respec your characters. After oh, you I did Bernalo. that. Like maybe twenty. Times. Yeah, I did it too many times. I lost my last larval tier. That's when I found out the holy was fucked, and I had my faith maxed out, thinking I was going to go in there and wreck face. And 
It's okay. I, I got you with the uh, plus 25. Uh, you do. So I still sword, have that, so but I also remember that that was a save state, so you actually have two copies of it now. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, uh, but, but I, I mean, I agree. I think that it's this perfect. is the, it, the way it rewards exploration. Like, it is wild. I mean, the first 30 hours I spent in the first area of the game, in Limgrave. I did not leave Limgrave. Oh, I, really? I went over that place with, like, a fine-tooth comb, and I was enjoying the fuck out of myself. I did something similar. I went to the coast and just followed the coast. I told you about Caleb. Remember I told you it was oh, Caleb, and, like, Caleb. you're already there? I was like, I just, like, that's, like, the last big point I have for gameplay is we have played a lot of open-world games, not just in this podcast, but in general. Just yeah. in, like, RPGs, open-world games. Like, we just, I just did Pokemon, right? Arceus. Yeah. This is the most well thought out planned meticulous open world game i've ever played everything has a purpose and it is i could literally start from the opening spot and walk for hours without a load screen oh yeah absolutely like it is just i have never played a game like this again i have my critiques dark souls games aren't for me I but there are mechanics to help you beat it, whether you use the summon ashes or you use them like beyond the fall to get help to come in there. Um this is probably the most impressive game I've ever played. And I, I don't think there's anything close. No, I, I, I agree. I mean th- that being said, uh this isn't even a con really. Uh there are possibly two of the hardest uh souls bosses in this <sighs> game. Uh who uh, Radon was a Star Scourge? Yes. Uh, it took me a couple, I think like three or four hours to beat him. Uh, I went and respect and gave him Scarlet Rot and let him <laughs> kill himself, basically. Um, and then, The first time I fought him, I couldn't use my summon. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. But there was a summons there, so I summoned them in, but I couldn't close in on him, right? Yeah. So I went went to bed the next day went back and decided just to use beyond the fog some guy came in and was like yeah i got you he said stay back i was like okay we walk in there the blue comet of death just evaporated him like, god damn oh, god damn okay don't have to dodge the arrows if he's dead like all right yeah uh that and uh uh millennia is sephiroth yes um possibly one of my crowning achievements of this of this game really like it was beating her um the one boss i did not beat yeah she's uh she heals herself with every time she lands a hit on you she heals herself that was the game that turned this back into a sorry that was the boss that turned this game back into a souls game for me yeah she's hard but (laughs) i you got her you got her i got her got her yeah Steven won't say he got her solo because he used the summon. The I, I used I used the mimic tier as well. That's I, solo, you sweaty bastards. That is solo. <laughs> that is you. Like I understand and I get it. You call it what you want, but like that is so impressive, dude. That that, that broke me. She broke me. Oh, but, uh, there was multiple times where she broke me, and I just had to like I I remember like fighting her and just like sitting in my chair after and be like. All right, I'm getting too angry. Like, I have to sit here. I'm just going to drink some water. I'm going to calm down for five minutes. Insane. She is... I think she's the toughest boss. She's harder than the three-stage dragon fight in uh, Dark Souls 3. 
Yes, I agree. I forget his name, but you know what I'm talking about, right? We rising on the dragon. There's like the, three stages. The nameless the king, I think. Is yeah, what his exactly. Name is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. Hands well, down. I almost be nameless king of myself. Yeah. Uh, Melina is Melina. Melina. Fuck it. Whatever. Uh, Mrs. Sephiroth. Yeah. Se- uh, Lady Sephiroth. Two uh, La- Lady Rot Sephiroth, I guess. Because <laughs> uh, she does also inflict Scarlet Rot on you, which is like, <laughs> And fuck. absorb your health. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. But... That's the thing is, like, there's shit like that in this game because I have found myself to be apparently a masochist and I love these games now. Sure. Um, there's, there's, I think, I will not say that this is the most, uh, I will say that this is the most approachable Elden Ring. I will not say it's the most accessible. I think it's most accessible. And I'm saying that from someone who sucks at these games. I well, say well, I, I just mean ex- accessible. Like I don't th- like they do, they don't do a lot of like. There's no like colorblind mode or like mode to like help people uh, who can't. Sure. I guess I meant for the average gamer. Yeah. Well, if, that's why I ch- I kind of chose like to play a Souls game. Well, that's why I chose like approachable. Yeah. More than anything. A lot better. Yeah. Because like, there's so many ways you can summon people unlike with the ashes you don't even really have to play multiplayer some of the time right like you can use the ashes as my mimic tier until the final bosses when holy was shit <laughs> was a thick thick little boy yeah this and... this game is just there's i think there is something for everybody there will be a point obviously where you hit that dark souls yes esque even for souls players yeah oh absolutely you will like, whether it's Star Scourge or Melania, Astle's kind of annoying. There, are, you will hit your yes. And and if it, it's not, you'll hit you'll hit it at Radon. Well, and, well, so that's the thing. And like they put Margit up there, and Margit is a hurdle. Yeah, Margit was hard, and they, like, you helped me beat her. Like yeah. I said, and then I fought. I found a list. I fought like 10, 12 different bosses, all the way through Renala, and then I finally just went to bed because I was so tired. But like I fought all those bosses after Margaret, no problem. Godfrey, wrecked face. Like Oh yeah. It was it, just it's, like, it's almost like they put Margaret there saying But okay, Margaret's all actually Margot, Mar-God who you fight yeah. later on. So like yes. but, it makes but, sense why they're so fucking hard, but it was fucking hard. But it's also them saying, like, hey, if you can beat this boss, you're fine. You could also skip it and come back later. Yeah. Yeah, then oh, they did uh patch out the bug that would bug uh ronnie's quest if you oh, okay. skip it so yeah so feel free to do that but yeah anyways i i agree i think this game in the gameplay perspective is like if i could give it an 11 i would this yes. like I I, I I agree I, I i truly mean it when i say it this is the most impressive game i've ever played even yeah. though the dark souls of it all does grind on me because i'm a cup of tea i can appreciate i think similar to you justin like i've had you watch some like really weird movies you can say art house art house films it's okay (laughs) elevated horror (laughs) if you will uh but sometimes i think that you can agree like is something special yeah absolutely this is something special if we gave higher than 10 or lower than ones like this this would be an 11 it is the most impressive video game i have ever played i think this is going to have a lot of people rethinking about how they feel about breath of the wild 2 and like okay clearly nintendo needs to step it up because i i've already told you my thoughts on nintendo (sighs) nintendo knows they can print cash man it sucks it sucks it does because 
man, there's been a bunch of titles lately that I'm just like, no, that fucking runs shitty on your console. Like, get the fuck out. Like, so, money machine goes burr. Oh, God damn. I'm going to do it. So do you give it a 10 to? Oh, absolutely. Not a 10. Well, yes. Yeah. Oh, no, 10 to. 10 to is a fun game to play too. So, well, I do. Yeah. We, we do have to play that at some point. Uh, for how cringy that game gets at times. The combat is probably my favorite in all Final oh, Fantasy. Dude, it is so it's so good. It the, is the dress so good. Fears, yes. man. I wish we could get that back again. Okay, audio. Yeah. Um, a lot of voice acted characters, a lot of different characters. They all sound different. Yeah. Um, I thought on that regard, it was really good, and I really enjoyed I agree. it. Yeah, absolutely. the The music has always been good in Dark Souls. I think it has maintained. The only thing I can kind of say for me personally, I know you have a, a special thing saved for this section. Yes. The only thing I can really say for me is gameplay got elevated, plot got elevated from what we've seen before in the series. Yeah. Audio maintained the same? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I so I think that like Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 3 are amazing. Yeah. It dips for Bloodborne. And yes. then, Bloodborne was such a disappointment from what I was yeah. told what to expect. That really was a bummer. And and then I, I do think it goes back up, but I don't think it hits those same highs. I think it's very, very good. Like, do not get me wrong. It is fantastic. It's very good. But I still think that, uh, like, 1 and 3 are probably my favorite sound. Like, I still I listen to 1 and 3, like, at work. And... Mm-hmm. I will probably throw in like the odd boss theme, if you will, uh, from Elden Ring once they release it on Spotify. But um, I don't know. I don't think I'll be coming back to it that much. I mean, like I don't even listen to the Bloodborne soundtrack because I don't think it's as good. Um, but I, I, I agree. I mean, I, the voice acted characters is amazing and they all sound different. And they all sound unique. And the bosses are all like terrifying in their own regard. Yeah, it's just, uh, like I said, for me, it was just, like, it is good. It's just that with everything else being so elevated, this was probably the section I thought that got the least love. I agree. Um, and actually, so I'll just play it here with that. Um, but wait, should we say? Okay. Should we say what we chose before we do it? Oh, no, I go through it. I go through it. I literally oh, you already did all that? Yes. So oh, cool. I have... Right, I'll sit back and relax, brother. <laughs> I have included a mix of basically the evolution of music over the series and um i specifically larry because you are here listening to this and everybody listening i want you to listen to the final boss themes for dark souls one two and elden ring and do and tell me if they are very similar okay um but it's like seven and a half minutes uh but i basically went through and did certain sections of each game in sub genres really um but yeah, without further ado, I'm just going to uh, hit play on this button. Let's do it. Okay, so this is going Firelink Shrine, Hunter's Dream, Firelink Shrine 2, and finally Roundtable Hold. <laughs>
Okay, so these are the final boss fights of Dark Souls 1, uh, Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3, and Elden Ring. That's such a good theme. Like, they do pick up a lot, too, just so you know. <laughs> similar you're right yeah i it's it was it happens when you go to like the fire cauldron too i think dark souls 3 is my favorite yeah i agree on that one and i think the original fire link shrine from dark souls remastered is my favorite me too me too it's just so like nice and calming and this is orange and smog uh Demon Fire Sage and Great Wolf Sif from Dark Souls 1. I don't know what you're talking about. After grinding. <laughs> I beat it with three dudes and did nothing. <laughs> Fuck the Fire Sage team. Doug, if you're out there listening to it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Matt, you too. The worst boss in that whole goddamn game. <laughs> Who's this? Like, this is Great Wolf Sif, like the giant dog with a sword in its mouth. Same fight. Like, that just the. Sad. Oh, man. And now we have Deacons of the Deep, Cleric Beast. Uh, Easiest boss for me. Garman, the first I figured that's why you liked him. And uh, Miko Lash uh, from Bloodborne. I will say we did pick the bosses with probably the best themes in that game. Unintentionally. Yeah, very, very unintentional. I like the DK. It was pretty simple, but I liked it. Yeah. Who's this? Uh, this is Cleric Beast and uh, Dear Lady from Bloodborne. Um, Vicar Makila, Vicar Amelia, yeah. I agree, and I think that's. I feel that way a bit. We're done, honestly. Okay. And yeah. We have uh, Ford of the Boreal Valley and Dancer from uh, Dark Souls Three. Oh, 
Okay, and then finally representing Elven Ring, we have uh, Astel, Atrabornia of the Void, Star Scourge, Radon, uh, Melania, Blade of Michaela, and yeah, that's it. Astel is such a cool fight. When I walked through that arena and saw it, I was like, wow. Yeah, it's it's got. Elden Ring has just got such unique boss fights. So good. Star Scourge, right? Yeah, that's when he like comes back down. That's the comet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then this is, oh man. I know this. I I know this one. Burned into your brain. <laughs> yeah, I spent too much time with this fight. Okay, so th that's it really. But um, I think that that sh it's weird because in Bloodborne we did pick the bosses with the best music unintentionally, like you mentioned. Um, but I still like I think Elden Ring kind of brings it back up, but I don't think it reaches Dark Souls. It is 1 definitely and 3. up from Bloodborne, but. Yes. I think the Dark Souls 1 and 3 were way better. So with yeah. that, I gave it a 9. So also, good, just not on the same level. I also gave it a 9, and I'm glad that uh, we agree on the Firelink Shrine and yeah, Lord of Yeah, now that we talk about it, we, yeah. it's like we have similar tastes for the most part. <laughs> How scary. Now, this is the part that I want to have a conversation because uh, you mentioned what like, we talked about Souls games going forward and stuff, right? Yes. There are some things in this game are scary there is this hand monster oh the hand spider thing yes yeah. those are awful um, uh, the, the little ones and the big ones anytime they come around they and yes and they're all over the place and there's even a giant one that squishes a giant evil crow at one point which was yep. insane <laughs> um this is not a horror game no it has no intention of being a horror game there are some elements of the game that are scary. Enemy design types, the giant ants, the hands. Um, Places like the Lake of Blood. Yeah, the Lake of Rot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the other thing, too, that this game does have going for it in a scary department. This is something that I know I kind of do differently than you, is, like, the way it makes me feel. Oh, no, I think I agree, because you'll be, like, going in a dungeon, and the music in the dungeon is, like... It reminds me of like when a, a stalker is stalking its prey, but from the bad guy side. Yeah. Uh, and it makes you, I think it does a good job of like getting under your, it, it, I, I don't know if it's unintentional, but it gets under your skin. Yeah. And I was actually meaning more Justin and like, I, I do agree with that, but I was actually leaning more in a way of, there is a real stress that gets put on me when I feel like I can't beat something. Like, I don't like not feeling adequate. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. It makes me very angry. It makes me very frustrated. And so there is that to it. But I do think this is probably the least scary of all the Souls games we've played. And I think that actually is because the plot is more clear, because the gameplay is so polished. Like, I feel like this one is 
just the least scary of them. I feel like even though there are some ugly bosses in this, we had some way uglier bosses in Dark Souls 1 and 3 and definitely in Bloodborne. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's because they, like, <laughs> make sense. Uh, yeah. And, like, we we know... Like, nothing is, like, too Like, you had Quaybog, crazy. right, in Dark Souls 1. And then yeah. um, in Bloodborne, you had... Well, Spider-Earth, let me go. Ron the Vacuous Spider in, in that one, right? Like, there are, yeah. there are just these things. And then the, the Lovecraftness of Dark Souls... I mean, of Bloodborne sticks out. This one, although it has its moments, I will not lie to you, when I was walking on that castle and hands were falling from the fucking sky or coming up from the ground and squishing me, like, that was awful... Uh, I do think this was the least scary of the Souls games. They all haven't really been that scary, but I think this one for me is the least scary. Um, so yeah, I feel kind of the same. I mean, for me, it's more of I think it manages to maintain the same level of scariness. Okay. Um, like you said, the, the fucking hand things are terrifying. I I do find. I think knowing that, like, even though I didn't have Steven, because he played on Xbox, and even yeah. though you were far ahead of me, and, like, we were playing on different times a lot, I think also, because a lot of the fear for me comes from not being able to beat it, because yeah. of the accessibility, or the approachability of this game, and because of places like Beyond the Fog, I I knew that all it was going to take was someone, the right person to come help me. Yeah, I mean, I mean and that's completely fair. Like, for me... I mean, we didn't, like, okay, there is a dungeon that you can potentially get into at the start of the game. Which one? Um, It's in the graveyard that you start in. Mm-hmm. If you use the gargoyle stone key. Okay. Uh, And it's basically an Indiana Jones puzzle, and it oh, turns yeah. out to be, mm-hmm. like, one of the harder dungeons of the game. Did you happen to do the Hero's Grave one that was a larger version of the Indiana Jones puzzle? Nope. <laughs> I saw it and went, nah, I'm good. I, I didn't get to the end of it. I spent a lot of time there and I couldn't get through it. And I was like, all right, I'm just moving on. <laughs> well, and, and I think Elden Ring does a good job of surprising. That's what it was. You like, with it, that? Seemed, yeah. it just kept going. I was like, I, I, <laughs> I need to beat this game. I can't keep <laughs> dying, going into a new tunnel and finding some new bullshit to kill me. I have. <laughs> I have to go forward. <laughs> and that, and that's I think that's kind of how it balanced the, the like scariness back to where it is because I agree. I mean it's never very scary. Yeah. But um I think it has enough of the enough of those like creepy surprising it, it would literally jump sometimes if I'm like in a dark cavern and the hands I, got me. The hands got me and then the uh the basilisks when they came back. I fuck the the petrify yeah monsters yeah uh, i hate those guys uh the lake of blood really just like the entire time i was there made me feel really uncomfortable. I, dude i hauled ass through there i was in that area for like 10 minutes i didn't die i had my potions geared to the scarlet rot i just literally booked it from spot to spot healed up and just booked it again i spent so little time in that area <laughs> there's also like this uh the sewers it's like oh the sewers suck with the yeah. rats and the hands and the big troll monsters the yeah, sewer, and it, the giant uh, crawdads in the basement. Ugh, yeah. And, and, I mean, there is, um, after you fight, oh, my God, what is his name? Um, the guy at the end of the sewers. 
there's oh, omen yeah mog the omen did you go to the secret area behind him no i didn't know there was one yes and it is basically a platforming puzzle and that's where you find the three fingers imprisoned actually oh interesting okay possibly one of the scariest cutscenes in that game really yes Ooh, uh okay. it's just like i i I mean, look it up after. Yeah, but yeah, because now it's all ashes, so I can't go back to it in my current save file. So yeah, it's uh, it's and creepy, man. Doing it's it again anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, it, it's creepy, and I I think it just kind of maintains that same level of spookiness. Okay, so yeah. for that, for me, how scary? I gave it a three and a half. I gave it a five and a half. I think I gave. I'm looking now. I gave Dark Souls three a six, and I believe I gave Dark Souls one a five. Okay. You ready to hear oh. the scores? Yes. For plot, I gave it a 7.5. You gave it a 10. For gameplay, we both gave it 10s. For audio, we both gave it 9s. And for how scary, I gave it a 3.5. You gave it a 5.5. That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of an 81%. That actually, Justin, makes it the best Souls game to date. Dark and Souls I agree 1 with Rem- that. <laughs> yeah, Dark Souls 1 Remaster has a 78 Dark Souls 3 has a 76, and Bloodborne has a 61. Um, before I put it into the master list for subgenre, Kaiju? Religion? I was going to say, like, maybe religion. I because, think it's got to be religion because. Of because we can actually tell this time because. The Golden Order and everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I like religion for sure. And then 81, um, it is closer to the top than it is the bottom. It's actually tied with several things. A lot. It's actually a pretty good company. 81% has it tied with the films. Candyman, the new one. The Crazies, the new one. The Exorcist. The OG Halloween. Halloween Kills. Resident Evil 4. Degree to disagree. Tra- and Train to Busan. Right below it, the video game it is above is the OG Silent Hill. And right above it with 82s is Dead by Daylight and until dawn and movie wise 82s we have midsummer and the shining it's up there damn that's awesome i mean i i I do think it is see for me it's obviously the here the the how scary score always can make or break these games it's wild how much it did not break this game Um, well it did if if it had gotten sevens it would have been way higher the the how scary score did tank it that's wild because I will say for me this is probably one of my favorite games I've played. Um, it is without a doubt the most impressive game I've ever played. Yeah, and I, I think, and like I, I I think anybody who were to say otherwise is just dishonest. Yeah, and I definitely will think that. I mean, you will be hearing about this come time of like game of the year and all that stuff like i this is going to be on a lot it of is a list. it is one hell of a bar to beat for any games coming out trying to compete for that yeah even It'll again i am not a souls fan it yeah. is it's not my cup of tea but this is the kind of game that i think anybody who enjoys video games or the progression of video games or where video games are going this has set a bar that other games are going to have to meet like you mentioned with brett like i don't think nintendo is going to do it because nintendo goes burr with money but I think any other game that wants to do open world, you will be compared to this. And if it is not at least close to it, especially like this is on, I play on PS4, right? If you're going next gen only and you don't come close to this, you have very serious problems on your hands. Oh yeah. This is, I mean, this is now the standard. Obviously. Oh yeah. That is one thing I wanted to ask you because 
obviously I was playing on PS5. Were you playing on the Pro or the Base? The Pro. And how and it ran okay and the load times weren't too bad. No or? issues. I was like I said, it was incredible. I was I was shocked at how Damn. smooth this game was. Sincerely. Awesome. It, it it was this I had my issues with the soulsness of it. Yeah. The video game of it though, like I said, the gameplay, I would have given an eleven. It is the most impressive video game I've ever played. It just is. Damn. Interesting. We have two messages from two souls fanatics. The first comes from Steven. Alteric, sure. He says this is far and away the best from software game of all time. The open world with detail of Breath of the Wild, the fast-paced combat of Delirio, Delirio. I'll open up the email and Google it because I don't know what. It... Anyways, keep sorry, going. Sorry, Stephen. Lovecraftian beings from Bloodborne, written by Mr. George R. R. Martin, are only scratching the surface of what makes this an impeccable play. Outside of the game, overwhelming success in social media presence that this game has allowed has had allowed it to be more accessible to a new audience that may have been turned off to Souls games in the past. This is further implemented within the game by the addition of spear dashes and essentially limitless player cooperation. Not limitless, you do have to go get flowers. And I had to farm flowers many a time. Me and Jarberg are, uh, I have a house there now. Finally, the quality of life improvements show a dedication to player satisfaction and show how this game will continue to succeed for years to come. I could not find uh, any results for... Part of me think maybe he said Diablo. I don't know. I'll ask him tomorrow in lab, but it's too Okay, late yes, now. And, pl- and please let me know. I will. Uh, and then, from our good friend, Fetus of Doom, to be serious, best from game... So, from software, game to date, and probably game of the year, if not decade. Shows how open world should be in exploration rewarded, and not just by a check mark of, yep, did it. Combat is crisp, weapon variety is there, unless you are a pure strength kind of guy. The boss transition cutscenes, holy fuck. Not to mention the set pieces, except for Caleb. Fuck that place. I liked Caleb. Maybe I'm the only person who did. Only real oh. gripe I have with the game is that the horse combat is complete dog shit. Witcher 3 did it better, and that was crap too. I never played Witcher 3, so I can't compare it. I just know I didn't want my I didn't want a Shadow Facts, that's what I called it, to die. So whenever I got into a boss fight, I put Shadow Facts away. <laughs> um, I, one thing I didn't mention in the gameplay that I wanted to uh-huh. uh, quickly before we move on is this the way this game opens up like when you start you have this map that looks massive it's a good point yeah and then as you play it like zooms out and out and out and there's like multiple times where it's just like holy fuck like this game is huge and that's what i was meant to say like when i said like you could literally start at the bottom and walk all the way to the top of the map it's not like it's it's massive It, it, it it is shockingly ginormous it is it's remarkable. It, like, I think it, I the guess... only time you would, like, break away from having to play is taking the elevator up to the Mountain of the Giants. Yeah. Or if you... Because even if you take the the elevators down, right, into Nokrum and the river, the Ansel River and shit, like, that. Oh, yeah, it never breaks. It just... It's just you're on the elevator. It's still loading, right? It's still doing the load screen behind yeah, it's the like, wall, obviously. Yeah. But it never loads. Yeah. It's wild. It's, um... It's a special game, man. I don't. I again, I am not a Souls player. Yeah, I, I, I am not. But I am anybody. Even if you don't beat it, if you are a video game person, if you love video games, if you love Breath of the Wild, or you love your RPGs or whatever, 
I truly think you owe it to yourself to play it. I, I really do. I agree. And again, I, I am not a Souls player. Thank you once final time to our Beyond the Fog. God bless you all. With that, we're going to play a commercial from the Murder the Kaleidoscope Media Network and head on into the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders. And nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And on our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. So, Justin. Yes. We are supposed to do the thing next week. Not the OG, the 2011 sequel that's actually a prequel yeah the shitty one apparently i guess well i mean the thing is our top rated piece of media so let's it's, ruin a different franchise it's, it's, it's hard <laughs> uh yeah but i i came to you i was gonna wait till tonight but i came to you a little bit earlier today yeah with two things i wanted to do the first is I want to be Dead Space 3. We put it off for a lot of different reasons, mainly because I couldn't get mine to play. We couldn't play together. But we finally have copies we can play. And we still can't play together, but we can get it done. Yes. So that's in two weeks. So next week, there's a movie that I've just heard many a thing about. I think we've both put off watching it because we heard yeah. these same things. So next week, guys... It is available out there for you to watch it. You don't have to go to theaters anymore. We're going to watch Welcome to Raccoon City. We're going back, baby. Uh, I heard the story is a combination of the first and second game. I know Leon's in it. Um, apparently Wesker has been cast and has acted like the most un-Wesker version we've ever gotten. Oh, lovely. I, I know they added in... Um... Cheryl, or Trevor, who's <sighs> Trevor. Yeah, at least a Trevor. Yeah, it's all from the trailer. Could be interesting, but Apparently I feel like it's, set it's not in the 90s. going to be. Oh, cool. Okay, so we'll see some blockbusters to like pinpoint that, hey, we're in the 90s. Yeah, all I know is, the biggest yeah. thing I know is we did the Paul W.S. Anderson Resident Evil movies. Yes. We have feelings about that. Some of them were quite the dud. But Mila Jovovich was a bat, is a badass. She made those movies like, even in their worst moments. Mila Jovovich was a bright spot. Even in their worst moments, those movies were still ridiculous. <laughs> yes, but Mila Jovovich was a, was a cool character to follow. This is the yes. first Resident live action Resident Evil movie that isn't going to have her to rely on. Yep. And so I'm curious, morbidly, but curious nonetheless. So yeah, because I mean, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard that. Apparently, this movie is horrible. Apparently, it is dog shit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Justin agreed. We're going to watch that next week. I, I don't know what to expect. Uh, I appreciate it because uh, next Friday, I'm actually volunteering 
um, next Friday night I'm volunteering, and then the weekend after that, Alteric is getting married, and I am doing the ceremonies for that. So this was actually going to allow me to stay up on my schoolwork, to kind of take things a little bit easy, and then to come back fresh. So I appreciate Justin doing that. It's going to be a journey. It it is, and I will say I think we've started. We can say we've started to plan the next season. We have. I'm sorry. There, quick pause. There's this giant truck that's just like. It was just sitting outside the, in the that was weird. It was just sitting out there for a few minutes, and it was freaking me out because this ginormous truck is like chilling, and all I can see is the guy's phone like light in the car. Weird. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, we're starting this. We're starting this. Yes, uh, Justin. I, I I I told him he had to pick. I pick all the time. Justin picked the subgenre. Yes, um, I did. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I matched some movies. The truck is coming back. It is reversing now. I'm gonna leave this in because uh, we should. might need this it for proof. As, this is creepy as hell. I just I, I don't know what he's doing. You think he's trying to? back into a spot sir your truck is too big to fit in there oh you are going to hit that other car it's not nope, your car, you, is you it? have you quit or oh oh no you're you're re you're re you're justin sir you are too big <laughs> for, the, for the people who are wondering this 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 ginormous this is an f-350 uh, is trying to fit in this tiny parking spot between two other big trucks that are out here at the parking lot. He is now getting out of his truck to go back and look. Yep, here he goes. He is walking behind the truck. <laughs> I know this is audio, so yeah, I, I, I have to give it play-by-play. He's walking back there with his phone flashlight <laughs> to oh, try to God. see if he can make the cut. The answer, sir, from all the way up here is no, you fucking can't. There is not enough room. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We have picked the next season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. We, uh, pretty much after we do Resident Evil, it's going to be aliens to the end. There's nothing else really on the horizon. There's nothing else really new coming um, up. There is something, actually, that I would like to add in. What? The Quarry. That is uh, a game. June, that's, that's the um, Or April? June? April? I don't remember. That's the next supermassive Until Dawn People game that is basically getting back to basics with supermassive getting back to the until dawn format of it all which okay i'm here for and it's got okay. david arquette well, if, in it, so. if, if it's june i mean currently aliens is scheduled to end in july the first week of july so it may be the first thing we do in between the seasons then okay okay but yeah but yeah we could, yeah for sure uh so that's what i got guys just any last things before we move on no just uh patrons uh keep an eye on the chat when we're in the next like week or two maybe i have i longer we'll than that i still gotta get their picks for a shitty shitty alien movie and we gotta vote on it all right okay well never mind yeah <laughs> it, it, it is coming but probably yeah probably about six to seven well, weeks and, out. and i think this base i i'm gonna call it the second half even though i know it's been more than half yeah i'm pretty sure what we have left is patron picks mostly for the most uh, part anyways yeah, it actually is. There's a yeah. there's the X Files stuff that we that we picked. You picked Prey, um, and then pretty much besides that, it's all patron stuff. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, we've we actually go. been in Aliens. It will be close to a year. We've been doing Aliens. 
Okay, but the thing is, is I feel like this is a lot better. It feels fresh still from when we did zombies, because zombies we were in. Zombies got months. dry. Kaiju we hated. This has felt good. This has yeah. felt good. I mean, We've we do we're, delays, we, but this we is dip a bit good. here and there. Clearly, to, to I got the Rona. Other stuff. Things have happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's been nice. <laughs> All right, Justin, that's it. Patrons, make sure you stick around till after the episode. I have a fun question to present to the Campfire Society. So, guys. Thanks for hanging out, and as always, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Mm-hmm.